For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Bev, Eric, Tracy, family, friends, fellow saints of God, grace, mercy, and peace are yours through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Jesus keeps his promises. That was Ed's confirmation verse. I will never leave you or forsake you. That was given to him by Pastor, is it Jago? Is that right? Yago. Yago. Oh, get the pronunciation. Yago. More than 70 years ago. Yeah. The Lord kept his promise to Ed for his long life, and he has fulfilled his word now for Ed in a Christian death. And that promise remains for Ed as he now rests in the sleep of Jesus and waits for Christ's return. The resurrection of the body and life everlasting in the new heavens and the new earth. And a joyful reunion with us and all those who wait the Lord's appearing. That verse, I will never leave you nor forsake you, was proclaimed by the preacher to the Hebrews almost 2,000 years ago. And it's just as true today for Ed as it is for you. And it has been for every Christian who has heard those words proclaimed into their ears these millennia. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And Jesus keeps his promises. He has never left his church. He's always worked faith by the Spirit through the inspired word, breathed out on his people to give to them forgiveness, life, and salvation. The only reason the church remained with Jesus in faithfulness was because of his promise. God speaking, giving, and preserving his word. That word of promise continues to be proclaimed to you this day, a day where because of grief and sorrow, you need the comfort of God's word. And it's this word of promise that is what kept Ed faithful unto death. He knew and rested confidently in that promise, even after entering hospice a year and a half or so ago and the nursing home a little over a month ago. Jesus made, his, made a promise to him, and Jesus keeps his promises. This promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you, proclaimed by the preacher of the Hebrews, to Christians now in the scriptures, and to add on his confirmation day, it wasn't a new promise. Patriarchs and prophets had long relied on those same words of promise. Five or even six millennia of Christians, both before and after Christ came, have relied on this promise from the Lord to face whatever challenges were set ahead of them. Yet grief or pain or loss or suffering or even enemies. After the patriarch Jacob escaped from his rightfully murderous brother Esau, Jacob fleeing from his homeland and going now to lands unknown, you remember God visited him by a dream at night, a famous dream with a ladder to, into heaven or maybe stairs, with ministering angels ascending and descending on it. God was comforting Jacob showing him that even though it seemed he was abandoned and lost, the angels of the Lord were in service to him to guard, protect, watch, and serve him in his time of need. 
But even more, angels are messengers. And the dream itself might mean anything had it not been God himself who spoke and attached his word of promise to that vision. So it's recorded in Genesis. The Lord stood above it, that's the ladder, and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, and the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the east, or to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And listen to this. The Lord said to him, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. The patriarch Jacob, having received the vision, but more importantly, the word of promise attached to it, would now live trusting in this great word of promise, the same promise he had made to Abraham and to Isaac, he now makes to Jacob, knowing that the Lord keeps his word. But like I said, it's not the first time this promise has been made. His grandfather and his father had both heard the same promises. And Jacob, no doubt, was wavering and faltering, doubts creeping up in his mind and his heart, despite having the word of promise and knowing it was his. It's not the fault of the word of God, nor of the spirit that gives faith by that word, but it's that Jacob remained a sinner according to the flesh, righteous, declared by God, made holy, and at the same time still struggling with doubt and unbelief. If you read more of the story of Jacob, you know that he continued to struggle with doubt and worries, his tragic loss and heartache. But God promised to never leave him or forsake him. So God kept sending him a preacher and kept repeating the promise to him again. I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Sounds similar, yeah? I will not leave you nor forsake you. That was his promise to Jacob and then to Jacob's sons and their sons after them. And again, when the people of Israel, sons of Jacob, were given to finally return to the the land promised to him, who himself and his 12 sons and their tribes had traveled to Egypt during famine, now 430 years of exile in Egypt and 40 years of wilderness wandering, God's people need to hear the promise again. They doubted and wondered if God was truly with them. Their life experience and the promises of God didn't quite seem to line up. Yes, God had been with them through it all, even though they didn't really believe that. He had continued to feed them and to water them. They had water and manna and quail. He had protected them and preserved them in the desert. But they had begun to doubt Where is this land flowing with milk and honey that was promised to us? And then when they get there, why is the land full of enemies that you have commanded us to destroy? When would we finally get to go back home to peace and to safety, as you promised to our now many generations ago father, Jacob? Thus, God gave to his prophet Moses to preach to them again and again with the promises. The Lord has said to me, You shall not cross over this Jordan, 
The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispose of them. Joseph himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give you them over to you, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Now hear these words. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of Israel, again, be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Now, I know we're not looking to inherit a new land and to conquer it with Uh, the Lord before us as the army hosts fight for us. But I do think we uh, look forward to the days ahead with uncertainty, not knowing exactly what it will be like. I know for Bev in particular, uh, what what is life without Ed is, can't even imagine. You can't even probably remember what it was like. Yeah. But you have the promise of the Lord that he will not leave you or forsake you. And also that word that he is with you through it all, that he fights for you, that he defends you, that he will encourage you. And those words that Moses spoke to God's people are our words today too. Be strong and of good courage. See, these stories of Jacob and his kin are your story and adds too. So God never ceased to send his preacher to repeat his promises over and over to Ed for the sake of faith and hope in the face of whatever challenges an unknown future lie ahead, be it shame or guilt, despair or loss. And Jesus was with Ed while he served wherever the Lord took him, overseas or on those long hauls across the country or those long distance trips even in Europe, right? Jesus was with Ed with his promises, no matter what, be it times of joy or times of sorrow, the loss of family and friends before him. The Lord promised to be with Ed from rebirth in the font all the way to his dying breath and burial in the grave tomorrow and until the last day when the trumpet blast and the cry of triumph rings out, Jesus will call out to Ed with his resurrection song. And so Edward and all of those who love the Lord, along with patriarchs and prophets and apostles and all the innumerable host of saints before and those who are yet to come, will be raised from the dead to life immortal and incorruptible. And so like Jacob and Moses and Joshua, Ed has the promise that he will return home. And now he waits that that day of the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus keeps his promises. Ed's confirmation verse, I will never leave you nor forsake you, is your promise too. Or as the hymn writer said, be still, my soul. Your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious, 
shall be bright at last. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done through his servant, Edward G. Learman. Edward was given life by his creator and was born on August 3, 1936, the sons of, son of parents Walter and Margaret Learman. He received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God on April 2, 1947. On June 3, 1951, he publicly confessed his faith and was confirmed. He regularly received the gracious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood in the Holy Supper. And on June 19, 1965, he received the gift of a beloved companion and his wife, Beverly. He was blessed with the gift of children, Carmen, Eric, and Tracy. God blessed Edward's life with many special people as he served God in vocations at home, church, work, of course, military, and in the community. And finally, on February 11, 2023, God blessed Edward with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give thanks to God, our Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for our brother, Edward. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.